At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It is a numbers game here on a Wednesday. Matt Brown in for Gil. Welcome to a show that will include Will Hill. We'll talk a little bit of everything with him as we get a little bit later into the program. Ben Wilson will join us as well. Talk some college baseball and maybe a little golf, maybe a little croquet. Whatever country club sports Ben's been playing this summer because, uh, you know, that's what Ben is all about. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin here as well. And the top story, certainly here in this city, is your Las Vegas. Yours, mine, and everyone. Seems like the country's team, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, do end up taking it down last night over at the T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And they are your Stanley Cup champions. And the game was really not a game after the second period. It was, you know, listen, there was really no drama at all at that point. You're sitting there watching, and you're like, okay, maybe they will make this a game. It was two to nothing, then it was two to one, and you're like, all right, well, maybe we'll be in for a dogfight here. And then at that point, it was just game over. Final score of nine to three. If you were wondering, the over did hit in the uh, hockey game there. It's good. With the the 12 (laughs) goals, yes, uh, did get home. Nine to three Golden Knights over the Panthers. And listen, this is outside of sports from a just a feel-good story about everything this is a team that was born in Las Vegas it wasn't a team that moved here from somewhere else there are really true genuine fans of this team here that really and truly started like hockey for the very first time I mean listen I had been to a couple of hockey games in my entire life there was a hockey team somewhat close to me later on in my life. Certainly when I was a child, there were no hockey teams anywhere near where I was. The Golden Knights come here. They were a team that was an expansion team. So it's not like, hey, you're getting this team from another city and it's kind of a retread type deal. And with all that, they grew a fan base that I think is pretty special in modern day sports. And, and I think it can only happen probably in a sport like hockey. If you're talking about the major four, because you grow up, you have an NFL team that you root for, right? You grow up, you have an NBA team most likely that you root for, or at least you had one that was relatively close to where you grew up, and you probably have one that you at least have a, a little bit of an affinity for. And certainly in Major League Baseball, most people have their baseball team. If it wasn't a team that was in your local market, then certainly it was a team. Listen, for me, there wasn't a team in my local market, but we had TBS and we had WGN, and so everyone I know is either a Cubs fan or a Braves fan because those were the two teams <laughs> that were on television every single day. So you at least had that, and you have a baseball team. But with hockey, there wasn't that type of situation. If you didn't grow up in a market that had a hockey team, 
odds are, especially if you're kind of my age, you didn't have a hockey team really, you didn't really even have hockey exposure, right? I mean, I didn't see hockey every year until the Stanley Cup finals happened because that's when it went to major television. There were no regional sports networks. There were no other ways for me to consume any sort of hockey. So it was really only Stanley Cup playoffs and that was it for me and really Stanley Cup finals and that was it for me and so you have this team and yes even in a city like Vegas where it is a lot of people from a lot of different places that being said Sean is born and raised here our audio guy who's behind the screen (laughs) over there but like this it is a lot of people from a lot of different places and they all came together and with this team starting and growing up here with them they have become a really rabid fan base there is true love and affinity for this team Listen, it came in at an interesting time in this city as well. We don't want to go and rehash horrible memories, but there was also something that happened there with this team that really did endear them to the rest of this, uh, to the rest of this city. And honestly, there are some, there are some nationwide fans of, of the Vegas Golden Knights as well. I just anecdotally traveling, going different places. I tell people I'm from Vegas and you know, after they ask me inevitably about, you know, how do you live there with all the partying and stuff like that, it'll eventually go to once we get to sports you know, they'll bring up the Golden Knights. They really will. And it is one of those things where, you know, Kelly, again, I think it is unique to hockey. I think it is unique to, and and maybe we don't even see this again, right? I mean, like to have a city that didn't have any sort of professional sports at all. It's the first professional sports team. It is, it is made here. All of these guys out in the community doing these things, outreach and stuff. We do still have some of the original team members that are on the team as well. And you could see even last night in the celebration, until way late in that celebration, the T-Mobile was still packed. Everyone stayed to watch those guys celebrate and hug and hold the cup above their head and things like that. And it, it was a pretty cool moment in sports. We talk about the cool moment from the RBC Canadian this past week where it just kind of snuck up on you where a Canadian wins and, and everyone feels great. And then in here, one of the major sports with the hockey, uh, with the NHL last night, I think we really did see a pretty special moment. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, like you said, this was, uh, I think, one of the biggest shockers to me when I first moved here five years ago was how how rabid of a fan base this was for, for the Golden Knights. And it is, uh, yeah. If well, the narrative, too, was how are you going to do hockey in the desert, yeah. right? Like, how's that going to go over? Oh, people are going to really go down to the strip to watch games, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it was every detractor. By the way, Bettman threw a little bit of shade last night because he was the guy really pushing for it. And so he kind of was like, one of the best fan bases in one of the best city. You know what I basically was like saying like, yeah, see, I was right. I was right. I think ownership's done a great job with it. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the, the city's really bought in. Like I, mm-hmm. like it was, it was nuts to me when I first moved here five years ago. And it was like, like don't try walking into a sports bar on where that's a golden Knights game and asking them to change the TV to an NBA game or something yeah. like that. Like I, that ain't going to work out very well. So um, yeah, I, I, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show. It's the uh, like, look, I think the Raiders are different because it's, you're talking about eight home games, yep. right? And yes, there. I think that gives more of a tourist fan opportunity. Of, Absolutely, hey, we can go in town to circle Vegas. it on the calendar. Exactly. It's on a weekend. It's the yeah, the whole nine yards. My yeah, father yeah. does it every yeah. year, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. I'm gonna come visit you when uh, this game's going mm-hmm. on because I want to see that game. And uh, you know, we'll see when it's the uh, when it's the A's who come to town, right, Matt? <laughs> like that might be a little different experience. Might be a little bit different story for sure. Vegas Golden Knights are not your favorites to repeat. However, of course, as we know, the odds right up every single time that we get done with a major sport in the Colorado Avalanche are your favorites to take down the 2024. 
four Stanley Cup championship. It is the Bruins at eight to one as well. Maple Leafs nine to one. Oilers ten to one. Devils twelve. Hurricanes also at twelve. And then the Knights come in at thirteen. Rangers and Panthers both at fourteen. And then the Stars at 16 so if you want to go ahead and lock your money up for an entire calendar year go right ahead i would say not i typically don't go that direction but uh those that's where we're at right now avalanche and bruins your odds on favorite at eight to one maple leafs at nine to one oilers 10 devils 12 hurricanes 12 13 for the golden knights to repeat rangers at 14 panthers at 14 and also the stars at 16 kelly we have major news outside of that and it's over in it's over in major league baseball and you're going to say, wait a minute, Matt, there's like 100 games left in Major League Baseball. How do we have major – was there a trade? There was actually not a trade. Was there a major injury? There, no, not a major injury either. It's the fact that something has happened, and the Oakland A's continue to win baseball games. <laughs> this, was a, this was a deal in which there was a – people were trying to invent new betting systems to where you could say basically, hey, you fade the A's and then add it to some other parlay, and then there it is, and bam, that's what you do every night. Just money line bet on the other team – and add something in there to make it a little less juicy on you, and then you go in and bet it well. Well, to be fair, that worked for a really long time. It did. Right? It, I mean, it, that was it, working really well for it, a long time. It did, in <laughs> fact, it did, in fact, work very well for a long time. But if you've been doing it for the last week or so, uh, man, no good. The A's have now won seven games in a row, and every single one of those, the the shortest that they were was plus one forty eight. Everything else was longer than that look up and now you have a team that is sitting 19 and 50 and oh by the way no longer the worst record in major league baseball that is uh, that is now the kansas city royals um with the worst record in major league baseball so the oakland a's rally off seven in a row uh you kelly i'm sure you heard about this this whole reverse boycott where you know they were getting like 15 people in the stands. You could basically scream across like the stadium to the guy in another section. He could hear you. The feral like, cats, uh, cats yeah, outnumbered yeah, them. Yeah, like still, you yep. just basically took a cup and you hollowed out the bottom and you could just talk to anyone, <laughs> you know, whatever. And uh, they actually put 27,000, nearly 28,000 people in the stadium, about triple what they've been averaging on a nightly basis there for Oakland. So, you know what? Good on you guys. Good on the Oakland A's. It could have been. Look, they're professional athletes. We say this all the time whenever we talk about tanking, whether it be the NFL, whether it's the NBA. They're still they're still professional athletes. They have some pride. They want to go out there. They want to win. They want to do their best. If you're the A's, the negative sentiment, it's un- even unlike an NFL team, even unlike an NBA team, because here's the thing. If you are terrible on an NFL team or if you're terrible on an NBA team, there is at least a payoff, which is the number one pick in the draft that can instantly come in next year and make a difference for your team. And that doesn't work in baseball. So it's like, if you're bad and you're like, oh, we get the number one pick, who cares? We won't yeah, see this yeah. guy in the majors for three years or four years or if at all, if ever. Right. And so like, there's not like any sort of silver lining to being terrible at baseball, you know, like at least with football, you're like, Hey, we get the number one pick. We're going to get that quarterback. It's going to change our franchise. Like, woo, you know, like <laughs> you can like talk yourself into being yeah. a good thing. And, well, and it's just not the case in baseball, but you know, this team winning seven in a row, not completely folding, it, you know, good on them. And when, and when it comes to the players, I mean, like, let's, let's face it in baseball, like not all teams are created equal when it comes to, when it comes to, uh, payroll so uh hey if you play really well on a team like the Oakland A's or the Miami Marlins it might mean you get traded to a much nicer location at some point in the near future yeah I mean listen it's uh, there and Kelly's mentioned to the to the feral the the stadium if you've never been to Oco it is uh 
it, it is every bit as horrible as you've heard. It is a, I mean, I can't believe it's even still standing. I don't even know how this stadium, it, I get why the A's have been throwing a fit. I know this hasn't been the best look for them trying to get out of the city. I Things could have been handled better. Yeah. But I can also understand why you're like, we are playing in like what is the equivalent of like mm-hmm. a bad like like literally like a bad stadium from like what feels like the 1800s like the, like gladiators could have been fighting in the middle of this thing, and and fighting for their lives to to keep things going. It, it, it's it's a terrible place, and so I hope that things work out. As you mentioned, Kelly, we do have a vote that got done here in the city, so maybe we are moving forward with the A's coming on down here to Las Vegas. We shall see. Now, there's a very big golf tournament that tees off in the morning over in Los Angeles. Kelly and I are going to run through our thoughts, our picks, everything U.S. Open when we come back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward points that you can redeem online, bonus credits like bonus bets, bet insurance tokens. Planning to take a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points. You can use towards dining, shows, hotel rooms, over 20 MGM resort properties up and down the Strip here in Las Vegas and other properties nationwide. You can sign up at BetMGM. Dot com or log on today and get an even better piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you, please gamble responsibly. And they offer you some resources to help you make those appropriate decisions. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. you got to be 21 years of, old, of age or older if you want to wager. New and existing customer offer here. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards, non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. If you have a gambling problem, one 800 Gambler, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin here on a numbers game. Gil still out getting some R&R, rest and relaxation for our man. So he'll be back in next week. Stick around for that. But, Kelly, it is our time of year. And yeah. I said this on the Long Shots pod. By the way, available wherever you get your podcast. You can go in and take a look. Maybe even the video version. Or, see, yeah, the whole version is up at, uh, on, on the, the, on YouTube the YouTube page. Yeah. Head over to the YouTubes and you can see... Uh, you can see the whole video version of everything, but we did a live long shots yesterday here in this very studio. Went through as much as we possibly could. Glad to have some extra time here to get in some of the nuance I wasn't really able to get to as to why I'm fading a couple of different guys and some of the other stuff that we're 
that we're looking at. But, Kelly, I mean, listen, I think first and foremost for the people that haven't listened to Long Shots yet, we can give the quick and dirty of this, and you can really listen to the Long Shots pod to get the the intricacies of what we're looking at from a tournament perspective here and why we are kind of really interested and intrigued with this tournament in particular. Listen, this is over at the L.A. Country Club, and you've never seen this country club unless you are, you know, a billion years old, and I don't think that anyone listening to this is. We haven't see, played a professional tournament here since 1940, and even then, there's been a ton of different cosmetics changes and whatnot, so this is going to be completely new for everyone. This is a par 70. It's listed 7,400 yards plus. It is. It can play a bunch of different ways. They have a bunch of different pin placements, a bunch of different tee boxes and stuff, so that's just kind of a placeholder but you really do need to check in every day to kind of see how this thing is going to play. Yeah, and, there, there are days it's going to play much longer than that and maybe a little bit shorter than that. Yeah, and, and one of the other things about this course, and the reason we say tune in, is going to be visually stunning. This is a top 10 golf course in the world, and this is you know year after year voted one of the top 10 golf courses in the world. So you are going to see the elevation change this is one of the things kelly like that we didn't even have i didn't even have this information when we did yesterday but like some of the guys now that are on site have start have been able to walk the course a couple of different times now and listen the way tv and look, i think they've come miles with the way that they broadcast golf but it's still tough to kind of really showcase what these courses are all about from elevation changes and little little nuance little little undulations and how there might be slopes and things whatever people are saying that these are so pronounced and you're even seeing this on if you're watching at home yeah. right now on these flyovers that you're going to be able to tell on television like you're going to be able to see what these guys are kind of dealing with where a lot of times you just have to trust the announcers and be like well he's really on an upslope or downslope here blah, blah blah and if you hit it out there you might do this like, they are saying that these are so incredibly pronounced. You're going to be able to tell what these guys are going up against here, which I think is going to make this course even more visually stunning and more visually appealing as we go into coverage starting tomorrow. Yeah, we've, uh, I, I mean, we've heard a couple people t talk about, hey, it, it kind of feels like more of a open championship setup uh, than a U.S. Open setup because of exactly what you're talking about. There's going to be so many, so many lies, whether these guys are in the fairway or not, where you're playing off of, uh, you, you know, some unbalanced. Say it unbalanced Say ground it. and Say it. What, what? Say the, it. The Baraka? Baraka! The Baraka? I wasn't even <laughs> there going go. there. there. I wasn't go. even going there. Say it, buddy. But even, but even if you're sitting in the fairway, like this is what, it's been really interesting hearing some of the players talk about if hitting in the right spot of the fairway because you've got a fairway sloping like this and then you got to hit into a green. So I, I, I think that stuff's been really interesting to hear. Look, it's wider fairways, but you got to hit it in a very specific part if you're going to have a chance at actually getting up uh, up on the green and having your ball stay there. So I'm with you. I think that stuff's going to be really Really interesting to watch as uh, as the as the tournament goes on. One thing you're going to see: there is no water on this course. We just mentioned, kind of jokingly, the Barrancas. That is going to be one of the more more penal areas. There is going to be the rough there, and we'll talk about the rough in just a second. But if you're not aware, you're going to hear it about a thousand times a word. It is basically a dried up river, a dried up stream, dried up riverbed, dried up so whatever. It's going. And the, the more interesting thing about it is, depending on where it sits on the course, it runs through the whole course. But where it sits on the course can actually affect the, the lie that these guys are going to get, which is another thing that makes this just fascinating to me because of the way, the nature of just where there may, might be a little bit of water runoff, where it might get more, more sun than other, like all of this, it could be hard as concrete. It could be a little bit softer to where it's more like playing out of kind of a stiff sand trap. 
there could be actual vegetation down there. You could be playing off of some sort of weird bush type thing, or it could actually be a bush that has grown up that you have to try to play out of or play around or chip backwards or, or whatever it might be. So we might get four different looks from inside kind of the same thing that is running throughout the course. Uh, it's going to be really, really cool. They're an interesting setup here at the LACC as well. Five par threes and three par fives. So even though it's a par 70, and that's how, that's not typically the setup here, that's what we're getting here is five par threes and three par fives, 10 par fours. So keep that in mind as well. The rough that I was talking about, not going to be what you're typically used to seeing at a U.S. Open. It is the whole, you've seen it a million times, we're showing it. Like Everyone likes to go out to the golf course and drop the, the, the ball for a U.S. <laughs> Open. That being said, you can see these balls, and it's because the rough's only going to be about three, three and a half inches. That said, it is the first time that we have Bermuda rough at a U.S. Open since 2005, so nearly 20 years since we have had Bermuda rough. And if you talk to professional golfers, they really, really hate Bermuda rough. And the reason being is because it makes that shot out of there even more dicey because the way that that grass grips onto not only the ball, but your club face as well, it can come out several, several different ways. And we've seen guys be able to kind of bomb and gouge U.S. Open courses in the past. And it's because they figured out how to play out of the majority of these different types of grass when it comes to the rough situation. And so if you're mus if you can muscle it out of there, they have a decent idea how far the ball is going to fly, the trajectory that's going to come out of there, et cetera, et cetera. There's going to be a lot of trickiness here this week, Kelly, with this Bermuda rough. And you know what we've here, you can get you can get a couple of blades stuck between your club and the ball. And that thing might shoot either straight up in the air. It might come out like a rocket. It might go 10 yards further or 10 yards shorter than you think. I think that we're going to see a premium on accuracy this week. And we're going to see some of these guys that maybe like, I'm not necessarily say win the tournament, but be in the mix, certainly in the top 20-ish, top 10 of the leaderboard that you don't normally see at tournaments like this just because they're being they're, they're fairway finding. Yeah. They might not be out there 330, 340. It might only be 290, but they're consistently within the fairway and giving themselves a really good look from a second yeah, shot hit, perspective. Hitting fairways and greens, yeah, you're right, because you can get in a lot of trouble here. Even that, you know, like that rough – too is it's we're not talking just off the fairway that's right that's all around the greens too yes. I've heard a lot of players talking about you know hey it's a lot better situation to end up in the in a bunker around this green than it is to end up in that rough one i did catch yesterday matt was i thought it was really cool golf channel was doing the kind of walk along with, with wagner johnson kind of walk around with some of the players doing practice rounds one guy did i took note of this when he said it and it's a guy I know you bet, mm -hmm. Jordan Spieth, talking about hey, th yes, this is different from what you see in a lot of a lot of these majors, uh, a lot of the U.S. Opens, like you talked about. He said it's it, it's a type of grass though that he felt more familiar with, uh, and from some of the stuff that he sees more down in Texas, what he pl played growing mm -hmm. up, uh, both both in Texas and along the South. So I don't know. I didn't read into it heavily like I'm giving those players right. a massive advantage, but I at least thought it was an interesting note from somebody out there. Absolutely. It's a it's a it's a great note because the other thing that's going to be super interesting about this, which is why I mean, I, I'm serious. I'm ex as excited about this tournament as I've been for any tournament in several years. The par threes are going to play everywhere from about 290 all the way to, in theory, it's under incredible. 100 yards. Yeah. And so you're going to see one of the longest par threes you're ever going to see and one of the shortest par threes you're ever going to see throughout the course of this tournament as well. And if you talk to a couple of everybody, they, Matt Fitzpatrick in, in specific was talking about how 
it's just as intimidating to stand in the tee box of the 280-yard par three as it is the 85-yard par three because you never play an 85-yard par three ever. Like you're, he's like, you're standing there and you feel like this should be your second shot or your third shot on a par five or something, and instead this is your tee shot, and you just find yourself second guessing, kind of going, what am I doing? Like, am I, am I doing something different? Like, how, <laughs> yeah. how do I even play this? Because you just never, ever, ever play an 85-yard par three. So I'm fascinated by that as well. I think it's one of the more interesting tournaments from just a – this was another one they were talking to Spieth about of, like, have you decided what's going to be in your bag yet, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's not – I don't know how many tournaments guys go yeah. into having to make those calls basically a day or two before the tournament. And, and Spieth was talking, no, like, I'm still deciding between about three different clubs because of what you're talking yeah. about with the par threes, the rough around the fairways, uh, and, and, and around the greens. Yeah, it's going to be – it really will. I think we're going to see – what guys are hitting from different distances vary incredibly throughout the course of the week. We continue on with our picks for the U.S. Open on the other side. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a smarter sports better with a VEASAN Pro subscription for a limited time. Just $9.99 to get full access to everything we do. You're going to get the Pro Picks email that's sent to you every single day. You get premium analysis from all the handicappers and industry experts, 24-7 video access, and you get the tools over on the website as well. Don't waste any time. It's going to go away, I promise you. The $9.99 is not happening very long, Kelly. You got to get in there. VEASAN.com slash subscribe take advantage of that offer trust me it is for a limited time so you're going to want to get in there and, and take advantage of that don't let it go up on you 11.99 whatever it might be i just got a uh i just got the the betting insights report from uh bet mgm here all right someone couldn't hold back they had to drop five thousand on the jt at 50 to one i mean <laughs> yeah, i get it <laughs> I, I i was gonna say i mean uh, i get it it's look do i think that the odds for the state of his game are probably appropriate. Probably. Yeah. But, like, you know, the thing is, is Justin Thomas we've seen before where he's had little leaks in his game and then he has figured it out and then he's come out and played like Justin Thomas yet again. I don't know if that's going to be this week or not, but we have seen where this guy is, like, just off a little bit on something and he goes and he grinds and he figures it out and then he comes out and he actually looks like one of the world's best golfers yet again. I mean, you you want to. That's when you want to be holding the fifty to one ticket on, on Justin Thomas when he's figured things out. But the problem is Kelly, and as we look at the odds board, he has to get by a little guy named Scotty Scheffler, and another guy like you know John Rom, Brooks Kepka, all of those dudes coming through from Kyle Porter, who does great work over at CBS uh, just now. Scotty Scheffler's tee to green rankings in the last eight tournaments that he has played. Bay Hill, he was second. Players, he was first. Masters, he was second. Heritage, he was fifth. The Byron Nelson, he was second. The PGA, he was first. Colonial, he was first. And the Memorial, he was first. Tita Green, he won one of those tournaments. It's wild. It's one wild. of those tournaments because the putter has failed Scotty Scheffler something fierce. He is still your betting favorite. And taking some money this morning, even from when this graphic was made, it says 650 on your screen. He's down to six to one uh, right now. And if you take a look, John Rahm at nine, Kepka at 12. Rory has drifted to 16 now at the same level as Patrick Cantlay, who is at 16. Xander Shoffley at 18. Victor Hovland at 18. 
The only person taking some some money in this kind of middle range that has moved a little bit is Tyrrell Hatton, who was sitting 35 at the very beginning of the week, had moved to 30, is down to 28 now for Tyrrell Hatton. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton did get added to my card as a placement market bet, not as an outright market bet, but do love everything that you see with Tyrrell Hatton this week coming into this thing. So, Kelly, let's just start at the top of the odds board because this is where – this is where people are going to scratch their head because they're going to see both of our cards and they're going to see that we don't have Scheffler. We don't have Rom. We don't have Kepka. Uh, West does have Rory, but that's, uh, you know, that's kind of where the cards start from the short aspect of everything. Mm-hmm. Listen, if the odds on Scheffler were a little bit longer, I would probably just suck it up and play him. Um, you know, Rom. When it got when it had gotten to twelve, you and I probably should have pulled the trigger. We didn't. Now it gets back to nine, where it's you know much more appropriate. And Brooks, I think, listen, as good as he's played in the first two majors, I do think that this is a little short on him. I would prefer to see him more in that fifteen range. So for me, the top three guys. If you're in a state that gets a bet boost of any sort, if you get any of these things where you can add on odds, if you're getting Scotty Scheffler at ten to one, I would. Play yeah. Scotty Scheffler at 10 to 1 all day, every day, feel great about it. It's just tough at 6 to 1 for us and the way that we bet because we're betting off every single week to make any money, right? I mean, you want to play him top five? I'm not going to argue. You want to play him top 10? If you want to lay the minus 150 to play top 10, Scotty Scheffler seems like a walking top 10 at this point. I'm not going to argue or talk you off any of those points. It's just tough for us to make money with the way that we bet golf, betting these, these shorties. Yeah, I mean, those two, I'll definitely be looking, him and Rom, I'll definitely be looking to get in live on if an opportunity presents mm. itself. I kind of, uh, you know, structured my outright card that way, uh, hoping for a chance. I think the other part of it, Matt, where, we, you know, we talked very similarly about these two and Rory at the beginning of the year. The di- the other major different uh, different factor now is the Brooks Kepka factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was... That was I struggled with that at the PGA when I was designing my outright card. Where I'm like, look, I think Brooks Brooks showed something at the Masters. I think you you need to take him a little bit more seriously here. And I, he's kind of he's in that mix for me. I hear what you're saying. Maybe the odds are a little too short, but I think he still belongs right in that mid oh. to low teen range. Like I, I'm going to show him his due respect for what this guy does on majors and how he's looked recently. So you're kind of talking about these top, you know, two, three, four guys now. And I, I just think, I think it's really tough to pick one of those guys at these short of odds. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And listen, I, Brooks deserves certainly to be one of the favorites. I just would prefer to see him more in that range of some of these guys that we do at least have a little bit more of a sample size from. Yeah. But that's just me personally. I'm not going to talk anyone off the ledge either if you want to bet Brooks Kepkin. Honestly, by the way, just as, as an aside here, if you're playing one and done, um, you only get four opportunities to play live guys over the mm-hmm. course of the season as it is anyway. So if you have not played Brooks yet or even a Dustin Johnson or something like it's just good game theory to play one of those guys. If you, so long as you think that they're going to show, right? I mean, as long as you think they're going to play well, I can't imagine what you've seen from Brooks Kepka so far that you would think that he isn't going to show and play well. So, you want to play them, hold on to the PGA guys that you can use any of these other weeks, right? I mean, next week, by the way, is an elevated event at the travelers. And so you, you would want to, it's better to have that guy in your, in your pocket, you know, for something like that. So just a, a little aside, if you're playing some other forms of gambling, 156 players are going to tee it up for this tournament. But I would like to point out that even though it is a full field event, 
it is still a qualifier event. And so about 25 to 30 of these dudes are, don't get me wrong, good players. You have to be good to qualify to play in this tournament. But as far as actually competing and winning and maybe even making the cut at this point, it's probably drawn dead for most of these guys. Look, two or three of them are going to make the cut, but the majority of these guys are not. And so I viewed this field, Kelly, more as like one of those invitational type tournaments where it is top 60 in ties that move on. So it's not like your typical event where a a ton of people are making the cut here. You know, it is 60 in ties that are going. That being said, I viewed the field more in that like 130-ish player, 125-ish player range. And so that makes sense to me there as well. Oh, I hear you. That, I think you got to take that into account for every major that you're talking about. There's, you know, we got the old guys either at the at the PGA or the, the PGA or, or the Masters, right? You got to cross off the list. So it does. I think you got to keep that in mind when you're, especially if you're looking at odds to make miss the cut. I know you ended up playing yeah. a couple of those. Yeah. So starting with the outright card, uh, Xander Shoffley is the shortest guy that I played. 19 to 1 is what I got him at. Still available out there at other numbers. So as we always say, do do shop around and make sure that you're getting the best of all of this. But uh, Xander is a guy that doesn't really pop in any single statistical category, but he's just very high in all of them. Mm-hmm. He's he's not like number one in anything, but he's in the top six or seven in just about every single thing. And you know, maybe this week is when it all comes together. We see every single year there's there is a first time major winner. We haven't had that so far this year, but I do believe that Xander Shoffley is going to win a major at some point, and his game is just too strong all around. Finished inside the top seven in every single version of the model that I ran, and so Xander Shoffley does come in right there. Jordan Spieth, maybe my favorite bet on the card. Um, by the way, you can get Jordan Spieth for longer than I got him right now. He is, there's a 30 at DraftKings still, so on on Jordan Spieth. And just to let you know, there is there is some some kind of argument here in the market on Jordan Spieth because he's as low as 22 out there as well. So there's a big difference between him at 30 over at DraftKings. Jordan Spieth, you said a little bit in the last in the last segment about Jordan. I, what I really liked about him too, whenever I looked at his driving numbers, he's actually driving it straight. So he's found that part of his game. The thing that he is not doing well right now is the thing that he's actually known for. His around the green is has been a little spotty, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's really kind of been the thing that's been his bugaboo. And I, I'll tell you, man, if he can find that, it could be very, very interesting here for Jordan Spieth. He's long enough. He has the long irons well enough. And certainly, you know, yes, there's a handful of guys that are good putters. There's a handful of guys that are bad putters. And everyone else kind of just falls somewhere in between. The putter can get hot and he could go on and get it done. So really like Jordan Spieth. Max Homa is a bet that I made several weeks ago. I think if we had cash out option, I might cash it out. <laughs> like I think, you know, uh, I don't love it anymore. Would it shock me if Max has been grinding and has figured something out and understands why he hasn't been playing as well lately? Now, Kelly, that wouldn't shock me at all. And he, if we might find him in contention, right? But yeah. I think when we're talking about form, and listen, I wanted guys in form. I wanted guys that you know check certain boxes and things like that. And and Max here of late doesn't really check a ton of of the boxes even though his finishes haven't been terrible he just is not in he's not inside the top 20 really in a bunch of these things that we're looking at I, I mean the look we bet him a lot it was a couple it was a few months ago his game is trans has been different over the past couple months and um listen we're we'll talk the rest of our cards here a little bit later check check back in a couple of segments we'll get through Kelly's card we'll get through the rest of my card 
as well because there's you know a couple of different guys that i think we need to give some context to some other guys that maybe you know listen you're going to see it on my card and go like oh this guy's just betting bombs really it's just a sprinkle on the outright from that aspect and i'm going to be playing really strong in the placement market because i think that's where they really present a ton of value is more in the placement market side of things than anything else but when we come back we're going to talk to will hill maybe he has some golf bets as well stick around a numbers game here on a wednesday At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Use the BetMGM bonus bet to make your next wager on any game in any sport. To receive your bonus bets, and we log into BetMGM account every Saturday and Wednesday between May 13th and June 21st to bet on any game of your choice. Then add any type of bet up to any for any game up to your bet slip and activate your bonus bet. There's no deposit or additional wager required. There's bonus bets on the house. BetMGM, GameSense reminds you, gamble responsibly, and they do have resources to help you make good choices. Promotion may differ per customer, 21 or years of age or older to wager. BetMGM.com, four terms and conditions. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, Ontario, or Washington, D.C. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER, or please call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY in New York or text HOPE-NY in New York. 800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 522-4700 in Kansas, 800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. Bets off in Iowa and 270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan in partnership with Kansas Cross Casino and Hotel. Kelly, we are sitting here. We had a little off the uh, – I'm, I'm interested in this. We might have to – might have to – bring this to an episode of long shots or something like that, because, you know, between on the break, we were sitting here talking about, listen, if we had to rank golfers, not from their skill on the course, but who might win in a bar fight, there is uh there could be some interesting conversations to be had because, you know, Tyrrell had and pound, pound for pound. A lot of these guys the probably grew up in a situation in which they did not have to bar fight basically ever. They probably had like they probably had like a designated bar fighter next to them. Like they probably had a friend that like they just paid to bar fight for them when need be. But Tyrrell Hatton seems like he would like bite your nose off like yes. if it came down to it. Like, <laughs> yes, you know, he does. it's like if he was losing and you were in a some sort of scrum, he would not think twice about just biting your nose right off and just spitting it right back in your face and then you're and then you're freaking out. The past two minutes, all I've been doing is going over the tee times for the U.S. Open. I'm trying to find anybody else I would pick in a fight over him. I don't really know if I'm coming up with anybody, Matt. All right, well, I mean, this is, listen, maybe maybe Will Hill has someone off the top of his head that he can think of that he might take in a bar fight against Tyrrell Hatton. Now join us here on the program. It is Will Hill. How you doing, buddy? 
I'm going to go with VJ Singh. Oh, all right. All right. I mean, listen. Juiced up on the deer antlers. Listen, I mean, you you never knew. You don't know his situation growing up, though. That's the other thing. Like, these guys from other countries and stuff, like, they might have seen some stuff. They might have seen some stuff along the way. Plus, right. you're probably getting a good number on him, some 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 longer odds. So I'll go, uh, yeah, VJ Singh with a little bit of a uh, sleeper pick of VJ. So, well, I mean, listen, we've crowned two champions here the last two nights, and just some your your overall thoughts on the season. I mean, it seems like we're kind of playing out here, where the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, best team for the majority of the year. We get the Nuggets now wins winning the NBA championship, best team for the majority of the year. Now there were a little bit of up and downs for VGK, but like certainly in the conversation here as one of the best teams throughout the course of the year, it seems like we're kind of playing some chalk here in major league sports. Yeah. Although, I mean, you could make the case though, that the regular season has really has never meant less. When you look at the bucks in the season, they had in the NBA, the Dodgers, the season they had in baseball, the Bruins. So, um, you, you know, there's not a direct correlation between the regular season and the playoffs, but Looking forward and look, there's a money management aspect to this, but to me, the Nuggets at plus 475, like from a betting standpoint, I always do this with the Chiefs. Once the Super Bowl ends, you just sort of bet it. You put it in your pocket, you forget your habit, and, you, and you're happy. You know, a year or so later that you bet the number just because you're never going to get a better number. To me, Denver at plus 475. If you look around the West, like I don't know what's going to happen in the East. There's so many things that can happen with trades and injuries, but. You know, there's just not a team in the West that I think is going to really be close to being favored against them. When you look at Memphis and all the issues they have, LeBron and AD are a year older. Golden State might have missed their window. You just go down the line, the Clippers, I think we're all over that. So I think Denver at plus 475, I, I never like to pick the team that just won it, but I think Denver's got a really good chance here to get back to an NBA Finals and possibly repeat, which uh, we haven't seen in some time now. Before we get to what you're looking at in Major League Baseball today, let's uh, keep on with some of the golf talk here. We head into the U.S. Open, and very interesting setup over here. We think that this could play a little bit different than typical U.S. Opens. Any players that you are really on here as we head into tomorrow's tee-off? Too too many, as usual. You just (laughs) go down the rabbit hole, who could win, and you just end up, you know, you see this number here, that number there, and you end up sometimes with too many bets and, and more bets than you want, but uh, the guy you were just mentioning to me, Terrell Hatton in the 30 to one range. When you just look at the ball striking, uh, the consistency, every, every finish for his top 15, top 20, he's just so consistent. He's always sniffing around the leaderboard. So that's a guy I think can certainly win at 30 to one. Uh, if you're looking for a longer shot, I, I thought Thigala at a hundred to one, I think he's 120 to one at circa, um, you know, there's going to be the narrative from, you know, the fact that he's from Pepperdine, he's played well in California. I think he's got like four top 15 finishes uh, in California in his career. He finished ninth at the masters. I, he's got a bunch of top tens this year. So Thigala to me at 120 to one is interesting. And I haven't bet Matsuyama yet, but that's another guy. You start to look at him in, in, in the putter. If the putter can just get going, um, you know, his finishes have been really consistent. He's in good recent form too. So those are guys that uh, I think are interesting at those prices. I mentioned Sheffield the other day, 18 to one to f- for a first round leader, just because like, I don't want to bet six to one, seven to one to win an outright. But uh, if he puts just his numbers, T to green, just jump off the page to you. His numbers at majors jump off the page to you. So I'd prefer to play first round leader. I just, I don't have much of an appetite for six to one, seven to one, that kind of thing. But he's certainly favored for a reason here. Find Will over on the Twitter machine at not the Will Hill. Uh, let's go over to the Diamond now, Yankees and the Mets. Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander. This is 110 on either side. Seven and a half is your total, and you are looking at that total. 
I'm going to go under. I've been playing Yankees team total under a lot. Got burned with it last night as they scored a bunch of runs against Scherzer, who, uh, man, he, he was starting to get on track, but he, he that was a poor performance. So give the Yankees credit. But uh, you just look at the Yankees lineup without Judge, the Mets lineup without Alonzo. Uh, I'm just going to take a chance here in the, the Houston Astros reunion with Justin Verlander against Garrett Cole that uh, the, these pitchers can pitch pretty well here against these neutered lineups. The Yankee lineup last night. I mean, this is the New York Yankees. Their outfield was Isaiah Kiner Falefa, Jake Bowers, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the third guy. I think it was Willie Calhoun. I mean, it's just, it's not a, a typical major league, you know, big time outfield. So uh, I think under here's a good bet, even though it was a high scoring game last night. 810 Eastern, 510 Pacific. We've got the Reds and the Royals. That has been lively on the hill for the Reds. Daniel Lynch for the Royals. Uh, minus 115 on the Reds, minus 105. On the Royals, nine and a half is the total. What are you looking at here? I'm going to take the Reds. This Reds team is fun. They're feisty. They are sneaking back into the uh, into the NL Central race here, which um, it's it's hard to believe, and it's hard to believe the team they're chasing is now the Pirates. Is the Brewers have lost a bunch of bad games in a row, got swept by the A's. Um, so to me, the Reds are undervalued here. I like this team, and. You know, for all the grief the A's have taken, the A's no longer have the worst record in baseball. The Royals are 269 in terms of the winning percentage. The A's are 275. The oil, the uh, the Royals have really uh, flew under the radar here, flown under the radar in terms of how bad they've been, just because Oakland has been so bad until the last week or so, where basically they've turned into the 27 Yankees over the past seven days. But uh, I'm going to take the Reds here. I think this is just a much better team, and they are on the rise. Two teams going in different directions. So give me Cincy here at minus 110 or so. 940 Eastern. We got the Marlins and the Mariners. Yuri Perez and Luis Castillo in this one. The Mariners are big minus 190 home favorites with Castillo on the hill. If you want to back the rookie Perez and the Marlins plus 160 on the road, just a flat seven as the total here. What are you looking at from uh, from this one? I'm just going to go under three and a half in the first five and avoid the bull, the bullpens. Castillo has been dominant, uh, really limits hard contact, limits walks, not a lot of base runners, a ton of strikeouts. So uh, I've always been a fan of his. He's a, he's got a sub uh, sub one whip. Now he's just got dominant stuff. And this kid Perez, he's young for the Marlins. He's only 20. He's going to be one of the better pitchers in baseball. His stuff is flat out nasty. Uh, he's been really good too. So to me, this is like one, one after five, two, one after five, that kind of uh, of a game here. So I will go under first five here. Marlins in the, uh, in the, in the Mariners. Well, we got about a minute and just looking at the, the West in the, the NL West right now, Arizona up three games on the Dodgers. And actually in the third place is not the Padres it's the giants. And then the Padres sitting there in fourth, when it's all said and done, look nearly a hundred games to play. So when it's all said and done, do the Dodgers go ahead and take this thing? Are we going to see some sort of resurgence from the Padres? Do the Diamondbacks end up faltering? How do you see this all shaken out? You know, I, I'd probably just pick the Dodgers out of default. I, I think the Padres have probably dug themselves too big of a hole. They, there is too many good baseball players on that team to play this poorly. They had a, a win last night. So maybe you're just waiting at some point for them to win, you know, 11 out of 13, 12 out of 15 and just go on a run. Uh, the Dodgers, you have a lot of concerns about that pitching, but I just, I, as much as I like Arizona, I've been betting them a lot. I, I think they're a fun team. I don't trust Arizona to hold on. So I think Arizona will get in the playoffs. I, I you know, life on the line. I probably still pick the Dodgers to, uh, to win the division, even though it's not a, a vintage Dodger pitching staff by any stretch, they're going to have to add a pitcher here at the deadline. Does great work for us here at VEASAN. Find him over on the Twitter machine at not the will Hill. He is in fact, will Hill. Thanks for the time today, buddy. Appreciate it. Maddie. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on guys. See you. 
Keller, are we going to make bad decisions? Are we just going to get on a flight this evening and head over to L.A.? Is that, are we going to make bad decisions? Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Are, are we just, just going <laughs> to? I wish, man. <laughs> are we just? Are we going to do that? Road trip? You know? might be surprised here tomorrow morning. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm all for making some bad decisions if we've got to do that. So, uh, guys, stick around. We're going to talk some NFL contract incentives. Does that help you from a prop standpoint? We'll find out. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 